Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Yo! What's going on, everyone? T-Bob Bear and Aaron Murray hanging out with you with a little snaps after dark at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. The Michigan-Washington National Championship has just ended with a dominant. I should have looked up the final score. What was it? 34-13 to 13 win Michigan over Washington. Um, there is a ton of to get to tonight we're gonna touch on it all shout out to everybody hanging out it's a uh, sub only chat tonight so if you want to get involved go ahead and sub we're gonna break it down for however long we want to uh we've been drinking whiskey watching the games it's gonna be a great time um and there is so much to break down from this game a game that is wasn't as bad as the final score indicated yes, but it was. Yet was never quite yes, it was. good i was that's no 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 it existed in a bit of a purgatory for a while mm-hmm. there Amber. you know it did and then it you know like like these Turn things the tend to go yeah it ended up tilting one way in the end right but this was not like an awful game just throughout there were moments but there's a lot of takeaways here and mainly they all involve the ascension and now the crowning and the championship of Michigan. Aaron Murray, what's up, dude? Um, how you feeling tonight? Uh, like we've had back-to-back years with not very entertaining national championship games, and it sucked because this year was so good. Like this has been, you know, I've been covering college football as an analyst since 2016. Uh, obviously, grew up watching the game, played the game. I would say this has been the most competitive season that I could remember of like really good football week in and week out, competitive games, the conferences look good. 
And then we get to a national championship with two new teams, new blood finally in college football before we go to this new era. And then the game was just kind of a, it was a little bit of a disappointment. I'm not going to lie. Like I was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to bed tonight. Not satisfied straight up. Not, not satisfied at all. Hmm. I don't like starting the show on such a dour note, but if I'm being honest, I find it hard to find fault, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let me, let me, let me pour a drink here. Okay. We're, we are not satisfied because we didn't have a dog in the fight. Right. And that's, I, 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 I understand that. Right. But we have to remember there is a massive fan base out there, a giant contingent of Michigan mm. women, of Michigan fans, who this represents the land of milk and honey after nearly 40 years of wandering the desert. You know, really 20 years, but just stick with me here. Uh, the point is, like, the, the game itself, again, I would maintain was not as bad as the final score, and thus we can actually draw a lot more interesting conclusions than we did last year when it was TCU and Georgia, and clearly... TCU needed to be there. They mean mm-hmm. Michigan, but there was two teams on different levels. These were not two teams on different levels. What you had was one team whose superstars showed up and another team whose didn't. Here's here was the main debate. The it main was sloppy. Debate. It was sloppy, though. Can we agree with that? It was a little bit sloppy at times. What's defensive was sloppy? What are you talking about? Is sloppy breaking up a fucking pass? Like, what do you mean? Penix was sloppy. We had dropped passes. Penix, yeah, sorry, sorry. We had one drop pass. No, we had multiple drop passes. Multiple drop passes. And and and, 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 and sorry for me being the offensive guy over here and that, that wanted more of an offensive battle, that wanted to see some fireworks. It was a sloppy offensive performance for, for Washington. And it was times, for Washington. Times, but why and was at it times sloppy? it was sloppy, and at times it was sloppy for Michigan too. And but I get, why? yes, I know you're trying to lead me to the defense was great, and the defense with Mercedes yes. was great. Yes. It was it was spectacular, and it was exactly what I told you needed to happen. And what I say, this game could remind me was possibly going to remind me of what happened in the Super Bowl versus Kansas City and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where the Bucks rushed for, got pressure, and played too high. And that's what Michigan did the entire game: too yeah. high safeties, played zone, played coverage for the majority of the time, and were able to get pressure with four. So it forced. It forced Washington to turn to a game where, where I tweeted this out multiple times. It felt like every other play was a screen, a tunnel screen, a tunnel screen. Like yeah. they were protecting Penix. He was a little bit banged up, and they, they 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 just didn't have the time to throw the ball down the field. And and that's the great neutralizer. If you can play zone and get after the quarterback with four, I, it, it slowed down those talented receivers. It slowed down. That's, back but that's backs. that's nothing. That's nothing that we have in moments. That's still sloppy moments, though. Also, that whole moments. like. Yeah, I, I I always laugh though when people are like just rush for and play coverage. Yeah, uh, no shit. Every team in the world would love to but do. But Michigan that. actually can do that though. That's yes. the difference. Yes, that's but, the difference. But you, but you also thought that Texas could, and no. they could not. Yes, you no. did. You literally sat here on this show and said that Texas could play. I'm saying that's the only way Texas could win. And that, that's the only way what, they could win. What? That's the so, only way they could win. Who'd you choose to win the game? I picked Texas to win. But I'm so that's what I'm saying. So what I'm saying is you have to give credit. Like, we cannot dismiss this idea of rushing four and playing coverage and not give credit to the greatness that allows you to do that. It was phenomenal. It was perfect. I'm the not giant giant credit to it. it was perfect. Back in the day. It was literally perfect. It was the perfect 
defense for that offense, and they did everything that they need to. I mean, it was you could not have drawn up a better script for what Michigan was able to accomplish tonight. I'm not saying anything about them. And they are better suited because they, they don't have a weakness. They don't like D-line's great. Linebackers are great. Secondary's yes. great. It was on full performance tonight. It was it was a thing of beauty. We said it earlier. What's one adjective to describe Michigan? Complete. Yes. There was no glaring weakness. One of the big inflection points of this game was could the magic of Michael Penix and the weapons mm-hmm. and the 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 disparity between that group and JJ McCarthy and his weapons could that disparity be greater than that of the Michigan defense and the Washington defense and Michigan answered that emphatically. There was also another main debate coming into this game which was Michigan there, there were two truths. The question was which would ring more true, right? Michigan had never played an offense like this. Washington had never played a defense like this. Mm. Well, I'll tell you one, the fucking debate. It was Michigan, and it wasn't even close. No. I mean, Washington fucked up. Say what you will. Some may want to come after the Washington defense tonight. That is flawed. By my count, when this game was functionally in play, Washington's defense gave up 27 points. Mm-hmm. If you were going to tell me that Washington's defense would give up 27, that's exactly what you would have expected for Washington yep. to try to win this game. And I know mm-hmm. it felt bad early on with Michigan running them over, but Washington's defense out of like against all odds actually nutted the fuck up and they started making the plays yeah. and they started to slow the bleeding and they held Michigan. And then the, the offense for Washington thing that has carried them throughout this entire year, the ethereal battle tested magic of, of, of Michael Penix and company couldn't come through time after time. They failed consistently, and it's not that they screwed up. It's that Michigan made the place. You think about the first drive of the game after the Mixture. huge statement Mixture. by Michigan. Mixture. Eight plays, five of which for first downs, just dominant down the field. Big Donovan Edwards touchdown. Washington has to answer, right? They use two timeouts on the first drive trying to make it happen. They get all the way down to the goal line. They fail. Then 17 to three game spiraling. You're going for it on fourth down already. And there's a wide open Roma Dunze. But mm. as you pointed out, when we were hanging out during the game, Aaron, uh, Penix, a little scared of that safety, which he mm-hmm. should not have been because of the fact it was fourth down. He throws it a little too outside instead of a touchdown. It's an incomplete pass. That right there already felt like the death knell to credit to Washington's yep. defense of the game stayed exciting. But then you had the interception. At the beginning of the second half, which again, bad throw by Michael Penix, better play by Will Johnson. This was not Washington fucking up. This was Michigan winning the game. How the fuck did Will Johnson come down with that ball? No, no, I'm not, I will say that I will lean more. Yes, Michigan won the game, but it was also a sloppy performance by Washington. I think you, you, why can't it be both? I'll lean towards 70% of it it was Michigan. And yes, Michigan caused some of the sloppiness, but like there were wide open throws that Penix usually hit that he didn't. Yeah, because he's fucking feeling the rush because he's scared. His internal clock is Mm. ringing alarm bells, fire alarms. I've seen that kid play way too much football and, 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 and battle. Through through games when when in his entire career where where things weren't going perfect and he still found ways to execute and hit wide open receivers. So what's the difference? I mean, I just didn't like, have a great game. That's the difference. He had a bad game. He I had a like bad game. He Herbie, could not have a bad game in the biggest game of his career, and he had a bad game. 
That's Herbie, difference. Herbie breaking down. Again, though, again, though, how is a bad game forced? When people have a bad game defensively, we tend to just say it's great offense. But when an offense has a bad game, we tend to say, oh, well, they played bad. Like Bilbo says, T-Bob, how many offensive penalties did the O-line, which won the Joe Moore? Work? Why are they jumping off sides? Why are they holding? Because they're fucking scared. Because they're intimidated. Because they're discombobulated. No, I I, I, I know it can. I mean, I'm not saying, look, it's not 100% one or the other. Everybody makes mistakes in games. But to paint this as Washington uh, committing unforced errors as opposed to Michigan painting those errors to like forcing those errors upon them, I just vehemently disagree with, dude. Washington didn't lose the game. Let me, say, let me I'll, I'll put it like this for you. So I think you'll understand this better what I'm trying to get. Washington didn't lose the football game. Okay. So I mean, Michigan won the damn football game. Michigan was the better team. Michigan was the better defense. Michigan made enough plays on offense. They were the better team. This wasn't a, a, a case of Washington losing it. Okay. Yeah. The better, okay. There we go. Michigan yeah, but, won but, the game. No, but I still, I still just think that as a football analysis society, when we see bad offensive performance, we don't always credit the defense for forcing that bad performance. And and oh, yeah. and and I mean, look, if 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 I want to play devil's advocate to my old point, my own point, and give you credence, you could say that, oh, well, we've seen this out of Penix before this year, though, right? Mm-hmm. And you said that Penix couldn't have an off game, and yet here he did. I still think that between the Penn State game in which Michigan didn't have to throw a pass the entire fucking second half. Mm. I mean, think about that for a second between what they did to Ohio State, uh, winning a game, even like Iowa. You know, that's another thing that I was very wrong on. I kept talking and harping and waxing poetic about the battle-tested nature of Washington, and yet I ignored Michigan, who had a pretty – Tense win over Penn State, pretty tense win over Ohio State, pretty tense win over Iowa, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a small sample size. And, and and so they too were unflappable, where I was giving more credit to Washington in that regard than when I should have been giving Michigan maybe a bit more as well. I mean, look, the bottom line is that when you want to win on the biggest stage, Aaron, I'm sure y'all said this too. Primetime players make primetime plays in primetime situations. Will Johnson showed up. Mikey Sanders still showed up. Mm-hmm. J.J. McCarthy showed up. The fucking Michigan O-line showed up. Edwards and Corum showed up. Page showed up. Name me one Washington superstar that showed up. None. A Dunze. I would say a Dunze. Because to your yeah, point, he, he, was open, he was open a few yes. times too, and Penix missed him. But yeah. like, that's the nature of wide receiver. It's the wildest position in sports because you are dependent upon another person. So, no, I, I I give massive fucking credit to Michigan here. You say sloppy game. I say just a dominant game by Michigan in all phases of the game, forcing a Washington offense that has been near unstoppable at times into looking very pedestrian and then just overwhelming, brutal high school bully power mm. offensively. And yeah, I mean, look, all the sharps were right. The sharps don't always get it right, but a lot of times they do. And the fucking, the rushing attack of Michigan and the run defense of Washington, even though again, The defense did their job, in my opinion. The Washington defense did their job. But to start the game, 
there were some massive morale blows as oh that Michigan God. rushing attack took over. 303 yards, eight yards per carry. At one point, in the fir- was it the first quarter? They were averaging 19 yards per carry. Yes, I mean, it was. Uh, it, was so, it was. Yeah. It was absolutely unbelievable. What that 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 offensive line, you can tell. I mean, let, let's. Michigan is, is is for those who don't know. I'm sure you heard it during the broadcast tonight. Michigan's offensive line has won the Joe Moore Award back to back years, the past two years. And as soon as they won them, they played like crap. They got their absolute ass whoop against Georgia in, 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 in Miami. And everyone's like, really? That's the team that just won the Joe Moore Award? And they just got absolutely throttled by Georgia's defensive line. Then you lose to TCU, not play a great game. So everyone's like, okay, you get, I don't care how good Michigan is this year. You cannot give Michigan that award after what they did after losing uh, and how bad they played in the playoffs after winning the Joe Moore Award. Washington gets it this year. And I guarantee you, every off Michigan offense lineman's like, fuck those dudes. Watch what we yeah. do tonight. Yeah. And yeah, they look no pissed off. No no, no, that no. was the most physical, dominant performance I've seen. And that's a great Michigan offensive line. And they look like that the entire game. Uh, it's the best I've seen in three years play. Now, the Joe Moore Award kind of gets handed to the offensive line that's in the championship a little bit. You know, I don't know. But, yeah. but, but also, to be fair to Washington, the Washington front seven and the Michigan front seven are vastly different challenges. I mean, yeah. vastly different challenges, right? And and that was all too apparent night. And by the way, Aaron, you said 19 yards of carry for the first quarter. It was 19 yards of carry for the first half. Oh my and God. here's the Ooh. dumbest stat. Ooh. I don't know when this screenshot was snagged, but it was sometimes in the first half. 174 rush yards for Michigan. Mm. 153 before contact. 153 of Ooh. 174 before contact at a certain you cannot fathom mm. a more dominant offensive line rushing performance than that right there. So um it was great by Michigan. Now, if you want to get into sloppiness, to me, the moment for Washington. We have to go back to when it's 17 to three and you go for it on fourth down and you have a wide open Adunze. And if you hit that ball at 17, 10, life is good and you're fucking mm. rolling. But instead, it's 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 a functional well, they, they blow. still got the 17 and 10 for halftime, though. No, 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 I know. I fucking know. I fucking know. And that's why I'm crediting the Washington defense and everything. But all I'm saying is at that moment where that becomes so impactful, it's a functional blow. Because you don't score. So, I mean, obviously that's bad, right? Yeah. But it's the morale blow. Your 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 God, Michael Penix Jr., the man who made all the throws against Texas, the leader who you have looked to for for sustenance and 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 and, and energy when you needed it most. He he was debased in front yeah. of you. And that matters. It's like Achilles being cut down. It's a champion of your troops being sliced mm-hmm. down in front of you. And so the morale blow, in my opinion, outweighed any like, you know, functional seven point loss because it set the tone for the rest of the game. And Michael Penix Jr. just never got it going. And that is because of Michigan. Let me ask you this. Dylan Johnson, who was 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 well illustrated throughout the game, was pretty banged up. You know, ankle was banged up, got rolled on. You know, weren't sure if he was going to play the game or not. In in the big games this season for Oregon, or for, for excuse me, for Washington, two of those first Oregon, you and I talked about this earlier today. Like, you know, Washington has faced a, a, some, a couple good defenses this year, Oregon being one of them. Games versus Oregon, 152 yeah. yards, 152 rush yards, two touchdowns. 
Uh, first game versus Oregon, 100 yards rushing, one touchdown. Versus Utah, a good rushing defense, 104, 4.5 yards a touchdown. Like, how big of a difference was him? Not like, do you think if he was healthy, that plays a difference, or just Michigan, no matter what, was going to kick their ass on offense? No, no, no. Look, I mean, they're better if Dylan yeah. Johnson's fully healthy, but I mean, I think we can all 46 sit here and total say, yards, though. 46 yards. No, but I'm saying I think we can all sit here. Yeah, but they've also won games in which Johnson's got a lot of carries, but not been very effective. Like, uh, anybody's better if if no one's injured. But wait, was it like Michigan missing Zinter? Like a multi-time All-American offensive lineman? Like, shit happens. It's football. And unfortunately, with how this Washington team was created, you're better if you have a better, Dylan, a healthy Dylan Johnson, but it ain't the difference in this game. This I think, game I think, I think, I think if you're able to run the ball a little bit more, you get them out of that too high a little bit more, too. So you here's the deal, though. I don't care how healthy Dylan Johnson is. Go back. Now, they ended up scoring on the fourth and goal, so it didn't matter that no. much. But on the third and goal right before half, they run like a horn boss type of sweep, right? Mm, and and it's a fucking beautiful call. They have Michigan yeah. dead to rights. They have the fucking guard pulling on a safety. He hits him. It is a walk-in touchdown. And fucking Page goes low, blows up the guard, and makes the tackle. Like, at the end of the day, the other team's just better. And yeah. so, yeah, you would have been better with Dylan Johnson. You maybe would have made more plays, but Michigan still, in my opinion, would have won this game. This is not a game where injuries tell the tale of the tape. Michigan, mm -hmm. we we thought they might be the best team in the country throughout the entirety of the year. Yep. We wavered in that belief in a little bit because mm -hmm. Georgia beat Kentucky and we're all fucking stupid. Oh, stop. We wavered shit. in that belief in a little bit in the middle of the season. And then well, lo and behold, we should have liked the SAT, Aaron. I said it earlier today and it didn't follow my own advice. We should have stuck with our original fucking instinct we because should've. Michigan was indeed the most complete and the best team in the entire country. No, 100%. We should have. I let you freaking talk me out of it. I, I knew Michigan was going to win the damn game. I let you husky-ass boy talk me into going for, for, for Washington in this damn thing. So you see this pussy shit from QB1 I mean, here, guys? Your fault. Your Look damn fault. Shit, I told you I was nervous because all of a sudden everybody was like hopping on like the public. Not the, the sharks. Not the yeah. sharks. Exactly. And the poll was overwhelming Washington. Oh, overwhelming Washington. Yeah. Oh, like, everyone I talked to, like everyone was going for Washington at the end, uh, you know, right before kickoff. I was like, this is this this ain't a good sign. So congrats, Michigan, man. JJ though looked pedestrian too. Like both quarterbacks were horrendous, in my opinion. Like JJ 10 of 18, mm. 140. I didn't think look, he had two good throws, you know, one a deep cross. Another one, a little dig route to the tight end there in the fourth quarter, which was a little bit high, actually. He made a good play on it. And then Pennington didn't play a good game either. So, like, just was not, you know, I think that's what pains me the most. I'm a quarterback. And, and to see both quarterbacks play two average to below average games just was not the type of natty that I was looking forward to. Uh, I just, I, did, just I, I set my expectations a little bit too high for the offenses. I'm sorry. JJ I was expecting more. Spoken like a man who had the over, and yeah. is uh, actually the over. My no, it did not hit. No, it did not. No, it did, no, it did not hit. Um, all right. JJ did not look good. By the way, JJ did not look good, and JJ will go down as the greatest Michigan quarterback of all time. But JJ gets another year too. I mean, you want to natty go back and be another, you know, four. What do you mean by did not look good though? It's a fucking team game. 
They're not asking. He was, he was late on throws. He was behind, like all the throws to the sideline, you know, the ones that got deflected, like good defensive plays, but the ball was about two feet behind the receiver uh, a few of those times. Like easy yeah, throws, four third down conversions. But he also had some awesome conversions. But a couple bad times. His legs look good in the third quarter. But you have to understand, like a couple bad plays when you only throw the ball 18 times is a lot of plays. It's not like Penix throwing 51 times. You only get an X amount of plays to throw the football if you're if you're JJ McCarthy. And when when four or five of them are behind the receiver and don't look good, and that's you know a fourth of your throws, that kind of makes you feel like the game wasn't that great for him. Uh, Christian says if JJ okay, and, and look, guys, we have a uh, three sixty-five dollar snaps gift cards Ooh. that we are going to give out tonight, and we're just going to choose. Like, there's that old saying about porn, right? When they were trying to make porn illegal back in the day, and they asked the guy in court to define it, and he said, I, "You know, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it." So I don't, I can't tell you what's going to win you the sixty-five dollar gift card, but I just know it when I see it. Okay. So just like put your comments in and we're, we're going to get to him here in a little bit. Uh, Christian says if JJ played like this against Bama, they would have lost. I have had it. I have fucking had it to hear with you, Bama and Georgia fans, dude, mm-hmm. with you fucking, Hey, fucking, fucking, what a, could a, Hey, Georgia. You want to be in the natty? Beat fucking Alabama, the team that lost by 10 to Texas at home. Who fucking Washington beat? Don't tell me you want to beat Washington. Shut the fuck up. Oh, but but Alabama got so much better from September. So did fucking Texas, you dumbass. Fucking Georgia and Alabama, I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you because we made it a fucking invitational and you keep fucking thinking that you just deserve to play in every natty. Washington mm. was the second best team in the country. Suck my fucking dick if you think <laughs> otherwise. That's how I fucking feel. Put it Snakes, on the record. Snaps late night, baby. Let's go. Let's Don't you piss T-Bob off with some Roll Tide shit. Let's I go. Just can't, I just can't handle y'all and your uh-huh. fucking hubris and your fucking self-belief. Mm. You're the fucking overconfident kid who inherited his dad's car dealership and has never done anything, yet gives business advice to all the fucking people that he works with like he fucking grinded his way up. The this, is my, this, is the, this is my buddy who texts me, Alabama kid. Man, this makes me sick thinking of how we choked that game away as bad as we did last week. <laughs> I, I, I can't handle him. I'm seeing it too. I'm seeing it too. And it's everywhere. just so everywhere. blind. It's so oh. disrespectful to Washington. It's uh-huh. so disrespectful to Michigan. These are the best two teams in the country in terms of game control. These were the best two teams. Guys, fucking Jalen Milrow in the Alabama offense. When did they ever play good? Show me the Never. good defense they did well against. Hey, your God. Fucking what's his name? Carson Beck. Show me where Carson Beck and Mike Bobo dominated a great defense. Fucking show me. Because Mizzou almost had their ass. The they okay. that game. Yeah. Why are you coming at me? I'm not defending Georgia over here. I've said it from the very beginning. You, you are just, you are an effigy sitting in front of I mean, my you're anger. you taking your anger on me. I said from the beginning that Georgia didn't deserve it. You had to be, win the damn games. These two teams are defeated. If anyone's sitting back pissed off with this, this, this yucky, looking national championship game it's fsu fans 
I agree. I agree. FSU fans should be pissed off with this. I hammered that after the semifinal. You cannot convince me that FSU couldn't have done to Michigan what fucking Bama did to Michigan. Mm -hmm. Like, you cannot convince me that. So, So I guess my entire point is don't cheapen. Like, okay, whatever. You want to look at last year's championship and you want to say whoever should have been in there, blah, 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 blah. I disagree. But don't fucking cheapen this championship for Michigan because that's the bullshit. Okay. Yes, they played a pussy schedule and I hate that they were rewarded for it, but they did end up stacking a lot of nice wins down the stretch. They did. And, 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 and unfortunately, I hope that doesn't lead to some sort of a increased cupcake scheduling. I think it's actually impossible because of the TV schedule. But again, Penn State, Ohio State, Iowa, uh, fucking uh, Alabama, and now Washington. That's a murderer's row. Undefeated. They've lost one game in two years. Get the fuck out of here. It's the best team in the country accepted, and I love it because although they technically crossed the 50% blue chip ratio threshold, they're not, they're not all fucking five stars. No. They're not Georgia and your overwhelming recruiting budget. They're not Alabama and Nick Saban and five stars shitting out of his ass every other day. They're a team where the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So you tell me sloppy, you tell me bad JJ, and I fucking say that's team football. That's O-line, that's defense, that's front seven, that's defensive backs. That's fucking team football. Michigan was not sloppy. Washington was sloppy. Michigan, everyone played a great game besides JJ. I thought the running backs played great. I thought the offensive line played great. I thought the receivers, with a few opportunities they had, did what they could with it, and the defense was an A++. This was a great Michigan performance. Once again, like I said, beginning, Michigan won the game, T-Bob. I'm the, nothing against Michigan at all. This was the, one, the, the most perfect game besides J.J. being average. The most perfect game for every position. I, 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 I mean, I... I... I just I the 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 average is it it's just purposefully disrespectful. It's not at this point. Not. I like the kid. He was Guess he was what? average tonight. JJ was fucking average when he didn't throw it. Like like you could say he's fucking. Well, he wasn't. Pathetic. He was not average for Penn State. He, yeah, he, he did it throw pass. He, he, he did. He, yeah, that wasn't his fault. He when he was called when his number was called, he executed. He so executed tonight, when his number was tonight. called tonight. You tell me tonight, More JJ, times than not, he didn't execute. You tell me tonight, not, JJ, didn't not execute. Not as consistently as I would like him to. Not as consistently no, as I would like him I to. Not a, for the caliber of defense that he was going against in Washington, this was not a good night for him. There's nothing wrong. Guess what, JJ? You had a bad night and your team won by. Wait, 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 hold on now. Hold you on. Now. Championship? Who gives a damn? Now you're saying it was a great Washington. night. Now disrespecting Washington's defense. What you disrespect him because our analysis was a bit off. We maybe gave him a bit too much credit. Or we, like I think Washington defense did their fucking job. Washington's defense, again, functionally held Michigan to 27. <laughs> like they did, like, they did good. I'm just saying, like statistically, they're not a good great defense. Okay, but what I'm saying is they held like they did their like, but but they're better than what you're giving them credit for right now. You don't fucking trip and fall into the championship with just a shit defense. No. We've said it from the beginning again. In times of need this year, the defense for Washington has stood up for, for two and a half quarters tonight. And they did they played a really good game. They did. They they stuffed the run. They got more physical. The first half, I think the the, the one of the big touchdown runs, they 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 showed the high end zone view. So from behind the quarterback. 
and they were playing a very tight quarters coverage. So those safeties were right around seven yards in depth. And they were very aggressive. They were selling out to the run like, man, we're, we're, we're not going to get bullied at the line of scrimmage. Those safeties overcommitted and they looked slow as hell. They couldn't, they couldn't, you know, essentially catch up. And then boom, all of a sudden, you know, Edwards is off for another 30, 40 yard touchdown. They, they kind of loosened up a little bit, allowed those guys to play a little bit more from depth instead of at the line of scrimmage. And they were better. They were better for two and a half course. I'm just saying overall, they were also better because JG in the passing game couldn't really get going. And, and for, for Sharon Moore and the offense and the strategy, I don't disagree with it. Like run the football, run the football, run the football, run the football and trust your defense. Like, this wasn't a game where you needed to ask JJ to throw for 250 yards and two touchdowns. They knew it. They felt it. And uh, they called the game plan to, to suit that. I'm just saying when JJ's number was called, it wasn't his best outing. I I just, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't think I can support it. Whether it's the runs in the third quarter, or some of the other throws, it's an ugly fucking stat line. It is, but it's a fucking winning stat line. It is it's one. Everything. It's everything. Like what, what, what I'm saying is your idea that JJ was off tonight runs counter to the idea that this is exactly how Michigan built its culture, that yeah. you don't have to have a quarterback that's on. And it's fascinating because it proves some wrong things about some assumptions that I had made about college football. Now, mm -hmm. like we said, like I thought that college, like, like quarterback and weapons and the difference they're in would like reign supreme. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then that, that that's going to be the, the, you know, the, the story at the end of the day and it'd be insurmountable. And again, Michigan is something old school. It's like they fucking stepped out of a time machine. Yeah, it's less me, more more we. It's 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 a it's a self belief. It's a toughness, and it's it's a mental training. Go back to JJ McCarthy's visual visualization that they were talking about in the broadcast. It's a mental training. All of Michigan's guys showed up. Mm -hmm. I said it earlier. Think about the guys that made big plays that stand out in your head. Will Johnson, Mikey yep. Sanderson, J.J. McCarthy, the entire offensive line, Edwards, Corum, Page, and they try to find the superstars on Washington. It's just a fascinatingly constructed and a damn good team. And who would have guessed after 2020 when Jim Harbaugh mm. went 2-4 and four in mm. six games and everybody was ready to fire him, myself included. We're laughing at him. He's a joke. He's done. It's a story that should inspire anyone who feels like they have self-belief that they can still do it, but the world is telling them they're not good enough because we all fucking said it to Harbaugh. And he evolved a little bit, not a lot. He changed. He tweaked. He altered. 12 and 2, 13 and 1, 15 and motherfucking 0. Mm. It's fascinating. It's so Hey, before 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 we get into uh, before we answer that question, uh, let's pick someone for the first gift card. Okay, how do you want to? Um, okay, actually, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll, I'll take the first one. And you do the second one. Okay. I'm gonna give it to Altura, who says, "Where the fuck are the idiots who picked Washington?" LMFAO, suck that cock. Uh, <laughs> Altura, you want a, uh, a sixty-five dollar gift card? Because we are that idi those idiots. Yes, we are. So present your cock, sir. Mm. Mm. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want me to go now or do we want to do a little? Uh, I guess I'll go now. No, 
I mean, you can do one more now. Maybe save the the last or last. No, I'll, like do that that for, to, I'll do that for our draft. I may have to reload my uh, chat anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. We got more. Ace, hey, chill out with the small feet stuff. We got more. I'm not the guy for Bass Pro Shop, guys. I fucking told you that earlier. Stop saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got more giveaways coming up. Keep it locked right here. But first, a message from our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that'll make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet just five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So, you're an Eagles fan? You think your boys are going to turn it around in playoff time? You can bet on them, okay? Or, you know, probably not because they probably won't. Either way, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TBOB. New customers bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBOB, T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and on Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, 
Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ragnar Barone says, any answer as to why Michigan doesn't win this game that doesn't start in with 300 yards rushing is the wrong answer. I feel you, Ragnar. The Mm-mm, only defense. thing that I would push back on, yes, exactly, defense. is that again, holding Michigan to 27 with you know seven minutes left in the fourth quarter before the mm-hmm. Sanders still pick, like that was Washington's recipe to winning. Yeah. And and the big the big crux was like we said to start this show, Washington's defense had never seen or Washington's offense had never seen a defense like this. And the inverse was true as well. Mm-hmm. And so the Michigan defense to me is what is what carries the day, uh, in my opinion. Does Harbaugh go away? Is this it? Is he um, NFL tomorrow? I don't Chargers? I mean, the problem is, um, first off, you're asking us to step into the psyche of someone who would be as comfortable in Arkham Asylum as he is in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy's throwed off a little bit. And I mean that in a very positive way. I don't yeah. mean that in, like, a deconstructive way. Like, how the fuck are we supposed to know what Jim Harbaugh is thinking? And then if we're going to look at it from a normal human standpoint, I can see both. You win yeah. a championship, go out on top. You got the Super Bowl bug. There's plenty of NFL openings. Go chase that dream and leave all this bullshit NCAA recruiting. Leave it all behind you. I don't know, though. Championships have a way of putting super glue onto mm-hmm. things sometime in college sports. So can I I can also see me like, God, I love Michigan. I'm so happy. Why would I go anywhere else? I'm a Michigan man. And so he says, so I, I I can't offer you like any great insight as to what he will be doing. No, no, I I know everyone's like, oh, this was it. He between the 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 agent that he has and the fact that he's signed his contract and whatever, whatever like. I can see it going both ways. Like, can I see him going to the NFL 100%? Like, leave all this craziness behind, leave the the uh, the scandal behind, leave the recruiting, the transfer portal, the NIL, the, the million different things that are an absolute headache. The entire year you have to work instead of having like a you know somewhat legit offseason. Then I also think of it like he has been one of the biggest voices when it comes to changing college football. And I feel like college football is close to getting to where he wanted to be. I can see him sticking through it and kind of finishing some of these things off, especially when it comes to the, the essentially paying the players. Like he's been one of the biggest advocates for paying student athletes, yeah. giving them a, a piece of the revenue. Like I can see him saying, you know what? I want a natty, but I've kind of seen what's going on behind the scenes in college football. I think this sport could be better. I want to stay and kind of finish this thing out. Uh, so get to the super chat in a second. Remember, guys, chat is sub only right now. So if you sub, you got a chance at a $65 gift card. We got two left to give away. Um, Scotty Roy gets mine. There we go. 
Uh, okay, well, Stein, I, you did a hell of a job. Cheaters always win in real life. Figured you'd like that <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> Scotty Roy, our second yeah. $65 gift card winner. Um, so that kind of dovetails with the comment I wanted to get yep. to by John Doman. Harbaugh wants out before the hammer comes down. Guys, it's ain't coming down. I know, yeah, I was about to say, I don't know, I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but the hammer ain't coming down. Mm-mm. You don't shit on, you know, you don't shit on your kids. Okay. And Michigan going 15 and 0, a brand like Michigan. And and forget about like the fact that we talked about earlier. I finally arrived to the place where I don't even find the cheating to be that offensive. But like, even if you disagree with that, you don't shit on your kids. You know, Mm -hmm. nobody's ever going to go after Shashevsky and Duke. Now that now that Michigan finished this thing off, even if you believe they're scum of the earth cheaters, well, unfortunately. It's no different than the American banking system. They've mm. become too big to fucking fail. You cannot go after Michigan now without ruining the integrity, the belief, and the enjoyment of your sport. There is no hammer. There is no hammer. Michigan are the national champions of 2023. And and again, it's not fluky because let's look mm-hmm. at the climb in 2022 and four, then 12 and two, then 13 and one, then 15 and oh, and yes, did they get caught maybe taking an accepted form of cheating to an extreme angle? Sure. But you know what they did after they got caught? They kept fucking beating ass. Mm-hmm. And so that's called making yourself too big to fail. So, no, there is no hammer coming yep. down. Michigan, the champs, and they fucking deserve it. Do we said coming into the year, like, how can we not believe that a team that we said coming into the year might be the best? Probably is. We thought was. Yep. Ends up being the best. Like that fucking makes sense. Well, I will be honest with you. Like, I know it, you you joke about us putting Georgia ahead of them because of 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 the win versus Kentucky. But like Michigan did have a stretch towards the end of the season where like they, they didn't look good, and we've been through like JJ stats. Like JJ started off hot for the first six games, and it was the whole you know difference of you know when Stallions was on the on the staff and when he was on the staff of JJ was kicking ass. He was a guy that was in the Heisman conversation. Then JJ kind of fell off. And I think that's when the conversation started to happen. I was like, is this team balanced enough on offense to truly win a national championship? Like they are loaded on defense. We know the offense line's good, but will the receivers and JJ, which has held them back for two years, yeah. gonna be essentially the same thing once again. So it's weird because they struggled down the stretch, right? Um well he did. I don't think the defense did. No, no, no. Sorry, no. I mean the offense. You're right. No, I'm yes, talking about JJ and the, the offense. offense. They struggled down the stretch, but it's like it's it's fucking causing me an identity of or a crisis of identity here an identity crisis because (laughs) to me like i thought they were going down a less miles hole where they were going to be so stubborn and they were going to be so beholden to this we're going to win football this way that they would fail and i'm someone who lived through that and I thought, well, God damn it, if I couldn't do it, they can't do it, right? There's no way. It's a problem. You have to evolve. And they they, they just fucking did it. Yeah. JT McCarthy threw one touchdown and one pick over the last four games of the season, mm. and they just won a national championship in this year of our Lord 2024. Crazy. Those two sentences are at complete odds with one another. Um, 
And so that's, I mean, that's a, that's a credit to all of them. All right. John McCoy with the great $10 super chat here says, seems like Penix was banged up for a good part of the game. How do we think his performance affects his draft prospects or does it not since people are already nervous about injuries? Um, I think it significantly impacts it. You think significantly? I, I definitely think it impacts it. I don't know if I want to, maybe I'm just wanting to cheer for a guy that I've really liked. I don't know if I want to say significantly. Uh oh! I missed a five dollars super chat early from Evan Cody one two four. Why did you go back? Let me go back on that real quick. Sorry. Every time a team from Mich Michigan wins a championship, people have to question the win. I don't really remember any other Michigan championships. What am I missing here? Um, whatever. I we made it clear, Evan Cody. We're not questioning it anyway. Going back, to John McCoy. How much does this affect Michael Penix's draft stock? Which was like sky fucking high after oh my the god game well i mean then, then i think they got to the conversation of of does Penix go to go does he jump drake does he jump Jaden? i think michael's like a, a really good quarterback and he's going to be in the conversation like there's no doubt about it like does this maybe hurt him a little bit does he go from a guy that could have been a top two quarterback to now maybe the fourth i would still have him at three or four you know my two personally i got caleb one you know, everyone who's yeah. watched this channel knows how I feel about Caleb Williams. I think Caleb Williams is 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 everything that you could want from a quarterback. I got Jaden at two. I got Drake at three, Penix at four. And Drake and Penix can kind of flip-flop three and four for me, honestly. You know what's kind of fucking I think Jaden two, though. No, but you know what's wild about Jaden two? Is it's so funny how our brain works. Does not the success or lack thereof of Lamar Jackson influence your Jaden selection? hundred percent. All right. Who are, and, the, and, and, who are and, the best two quarterbacks in the NFL right now? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Lamar yeah. Jackson. Lamar Jackson. And, and I should say both I, their games remind you of. I don't want to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, exactly. Right. The top two. Exactly. Yes. But I don't want to be disrespectful when I say lack thereof in, in relation to Lamar Jackson. Cause I don't mean like he hasn't been successful. He has been mind-bogglingly mm -hmm. successful in the regular season. Like, he defines math and how good he's been in the regular season. I just mean that, like, unlike Mahomes, he's just missing that final element. But, like, absolutely, you cannot tell me that if you're thinking about drafting Jaden mm -hmm. Daniels that you don't see in him, like, Lamar Jackson, but a better thrower coming better out of college. Throw. Like, see, it has to be very better exciting. Yes. I think a better thrower, better size, um, straight line speed, very similar. Lamar's got a little bit more twitch to him. I think that's the biggest difference. Lamar's got a little twitch, got a little bit more suddenness to him, but he's, he's yeah. significantly better thrower, significantly better thrower than what Lamar was coming out. Um, Eric Hammond, $2 super chat. Pinnock's forgot to take the little blue pill. Uh, look, again, guys, we can shit on Pinnock's. And, and to be fair, Pinnock's missed. But Aaron, I don't know. You Okay. In games that you've like missed, how much of it at times was maybe because you'd gotten fucking popped a few times, or you were hurting, or you were you, you you the defense had affected you, and so even like like again that third and goal on the first mm -hmm. drive of the game, where like Herbie said, they looked like they were in man, they hold the safety back with some great defensive communication, yep. Penix gets confused, and the blitz is picked up, like protection's yep. good. My dad always talks about this, Aaron. I'm sure you could attest to it. Quarterbacks have that internal clock. Like, 
you kind of you, you can't really pay attention. Like you have to know when that ball's got to come out. And so even though it's picked up, you could tell Penix is panicking. Oh, a dude's it, and then he throws it and he misses. Mm-hmm. That's a miss. But in my opinion, that's a miss because of the Michigan defense. So it, it's 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 just tough to it's it's tough to parse. Like well, listen, what do we put on the player? And what do we and, give and, to the and, opponent? And and, 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 and and even the greats have games. You know the the Tom Brady's of the world. They have games where like even a guy who's seen everything maybe has a game where he kind of sees something that he's never seen before. And, and sometimes the game does. It happens for all positions. I'm sure this happened with you at the center position too. There are times where things are just happening faster than normal. Yeah. And I've had it, yeah. I've had it to me numerous times. Like my yes. junior year, senior year, you know, I've watched all the tape. I know what the defense is going to give me, but for some reason the game just seemed like it was happening fast. Yeah. And you just can't catch up to it. And like that's what it felt like tonight for Penix. Like he 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 should know based on that coverage, safety backside, that that anytime you're in a three by one formation, they go what we call fort cheat, where that backside safety is looking at number three going vertical. Um you just look at the eyes of the guy, you know, then you got backside one-on-one and, and little things, which I'm sure he goes back and watches. I'm like, why didn't I know that? Why? Like what? Of course they're going to run a four cheat. They, they play a lot of two high safety. That's what they do in three by one formations, but the game was just happening a little bit too fast for him tonight. So, and, and, and to your point, sometimes that happens randomly. Because like happen if you think about like a Penix Arizona state or something, but the vast majority of times it happens because you're going against some fucking dogs. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The vast majority of times it happens because you're used to playing college football and all of a sudden you're maybe lining up against a few pros or in Michigan's case, you have pros and you also are just so you're so solid. What's what's the adjective we use today to describe them? Complete. Mm-hmm. It's like we talk about with Texas versus Michigan. Texas may be a more talented front seven. Michigan plays like one person, though. Michigan as a program feels like uh, they're all uh, organs of the same giant being, right? Like they're one human being. It, it's the most complete team that I can feel that I've seen in in a while. And may, maybe that's a bit unfair mm-hmm. to the Georgia teams um, because they're obviously like uber complete as well. It's just that they had massive star power. And a lot of times defensively on those defensive lines, really just massive, overwhelming star power. This is a Michigan team that had star power, but it, it never felt as um, overwhelming. That or like Alabama's receivers, or like Joe Burrow throwing a Jamar Chase and fucking Terrace Marshall and Jordan Jefferson. Like, and maybe I, I could be wrong here. Maybe I'm just being emotional, but it feels like Michigan really was a bit more uh, blue collar in yeah. however much you can be blue collar and win a natty. Ultimate blue collar, 100%. Uh, also in the chat, for those winners, we have one more winner to give out $65 gift card. Uh, make sure you put your email address in the chat so we can email you your gift card. So put that in there. Uh, Obo Laker Big Smoke says Alabama one play from beating Michigan. Well, dumbass, that that knife cuts both ways. Alabama one play from losing a fucking Auburn, yeah. who ended up being what six and eight, losing their bowl game. Like, fuck out of here, dude. Don't tell right, me. Who, you, who do you give the last one to? Who you give the last one to? Mm-hmm. Should we give it to our boy? I know he's on the chat tonight, but just, I mean, 
We can't. We can't. Nope. 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 I would have a thousand percent given it to Turner Young if he was in here. Where are you at, Turner? I mean, I can tell you where he's at. He's at (laughs) whatever the Houston equivalent of Spearmint Rhino is, and he's burying himself in cocaine and hookers, Um, (laughs) strippers. Excuse me, dancers. It doesn't matter. We're all trying to make a living. Um, But uh, but if he was here, I'd give it to him. We can't. I mean, I'm thinking about just choosing someone random. I I mean, okay, I see one that I want to give to. Give it. <laughs> Pink Ford two, Bama and Georgia. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> but but again, that may be that may be biased. Is that okay? That's good. You're fine. Yeah, okay? It's okay. up to you. It's there how you go. feel. It's in your balls. There you go. There we go. Congratulations, Pink Ford. You're incredibly uncreative, yet succinct and laconic point ends up winning you the $65 gift card. The joke is, I think it's a gift card to Snaps merch. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, don't use it yet. We got some new merch coming out soon, so don't don't be blowing it out yet. So all you can use it on is... (laughs) <laughs> it's shit that we tell you. I don't know. I'm sorry. No. But it's, I mean, look, I don't know. I think we got some okay things. Maybe hey, we a little bit. We were talking though. earlier tonight about like how, uh, about how we were, you know, we got some, uh, we got some new stuff that we're going to, we're going to devise. Uh, why $65? Such an odd number. Yeah. I don't know either, dude. This shit's just handed down. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Congrats to the winners. Yes. Congrats, Congrats to Michigan. Um, I don't know if Harbaugh stays. I don't know what the future holds. But I think any of those conversations, while I get why we have them on these stages, they miss the point. I'll go back to the quote that Harbaugh talked about earlier today when they kept asking him about his legacy. And he talked about, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't, and I'm going to uh, paraphrase here, but like, I don't think about it that way. Like, I think about like the pride of like the kids that play here, their parents being able to say, my son's a national champion. Uh, their grandfather being able to say, my grandson's a national championship. Their girlfriend, boyfriend being able to say, my significant other is a national champion. And then he extended to himself for his father, his brother, everybody in his life to be able to say that it, my son is a champion. That shit matters. Mm-hmm. And I've suffered both ends of this stick. And honestly, the national championship that I won really didn't mean that much to me because I was a freshman. I was on the like fucking scout team. The one that I lost is one that was near and dear to my heart, and it's something that you never forget. But it just reminds me of the old, uh, maybe it was like ABC, Wide World of Sports when we were growing all up, but the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. The disparity between the emotions is why we all fucking love sports so much. Mm-hmm. Because like everything balances on a knife edge and heartbreak and joy are two sides of the same coin. And so congratulations to Michigan. And I feel for my Washington homies because I have fucking Mm -hmm. been there, dude. I feel for you. But hey, it is what it is, man. That's why we compete. That's why we play. 
And I'm sad to see another college football season end, but mm. it was the best season I can remember in a long ass fucking time. Maybe. I think we're yeah. heading for a golden era of college football with NIL and the portal and the democratization of talent and a 12 team playoff. And I can't wait to see where it goes. Hey, cheers, cheers. Here, here, hell of a season. Here. I will end up too. Like hell of a season this year. And, uh, Hell of a year for snaps too. Appreciate everyone this season. Obviously, we're not going away. We're going to be doing shows all off season. We'll yep. keep it up, keep you guys informed, and get ready for a hell of a 2024. So, once again, appreciate everyone getting us to 13k. The goal was 12.5 before the natty. We yeah, hit that man. last week got the 13k awesome. before the game today. Hit that like, hit that subscribe, all that good stuff, and um, we'll be back in tomorrow with another great show. Yeah, we love you, man. Um, thank you all. For helping us hit 13k it really does mean a lot dude you know this is this is my favorite thing that we do every day and uh it's been a real pleasure getting to know aaron i didn't know aaron from anything before he started the show i thought i was about to be doing this show i'm like god damn you're telling me this is the guy who fucked my boy's girl back in college like <laughs> i don't know if this that's actually true but it's like, I don't know about this guy. Get in line. Get in line. This, yeah, exactly. That's the QB. <laughs> exactly. So like, it's QB1. Am I going to like this guy? Am I not? Oh. And, and, and I love him. And I love him. And he's fucking awesome. And I love doing the show. And Pat Gunther, Chris Tran, CT, our fucking frontline producers. My boy Danny, who I used to work with on OTB, who's now doing social media for the volume. Fucking Adam Gracia, Christian Hunter, everybody, man. Ryan Brumley, our original main producer, who has now gone on to bigger, better things that left us for Unk, which I get it. I yeah. mean, we're out here fucking scrapping for 13K. Fucking Unk wipes his ass and 13K's on the toilet paper. But <laughs> success is relative, and yes. it means a lot to me. So thank you all for being with us. And um, we really look forward to the future. And so please, if you want us to continue, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends about it. We love you. And uh, we got a lot of great content coming up for you in the future. So congratulations, Michigan. Cheers to you. Go blue. Indisputable national champions of the college football world. Fucking fantastic. And uh, hey, here's a great offseason and a great 2024. Cheers, Aaron. Cheers, brother. All right. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Saps. The volume. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.